You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up? Welcome back. What's going on? Episode 36 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. It is Thursday, September 24th. Three days until the Giants take on the San Francisco 49ers in their Week 3 matchup at MetLife Stadium. Giants coming in at 0-2 for the fourth straight year and the seventh time in eight years, which is not ideal. I don't think anybody can disagree with me on that. Niners coming in at 1-1, one one, uh, coming off their first win of the year, uh, blowout win over the New York Jets, 31-13. Going to be talking about, going to be previewing that matchup at the end of the podcast, uh, as well as going over some injury news, as well as along with the uh, Devontae Freeman signing, which officially happened Wednesday of this week. Freeman started practicing with the Giants on Wednesday at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. But wanted to get the bad stuff out of the way first, the injury news. Um, so obviously we know... Saquon Barkley tore his ACL uh, in the loss to Chicago on Sunday. This past Sunday was put on season-ending injured reserve. He's done for the year. Sterling Shepard was also placed on IR. Not season-ending IR, was just placed on IR, which means he will be out for at least the next three games. He is dealing with a turf toe injury. And the uh, the injury woes continue for Shepard, it seems. You know, he missed six games last year. Uh after multiple trips to the concussion protocol. He missed five games in 2017 with a multitude of injuries. So it's going to be interesting to see how they replace Shepard moving forward. I mean, hopefully it's just for this three, the next three games. It could be longer. But we know the Giants will at least need to replace him for the next three games. And it'll be intriguing to see how they go about that. Will they increase the reps for C.J. Board? C.J. Board played... Here and there in the first two games, he's got five catches for 49 yards, I believe, in the first two games. Will they increase his reps? Uh, or will the Giants utilize Evan Engram more in the slot and provide more tight end reps for Caden Smith and Levine Toilolo, which I believe would be the most beneficial maneuver? Um, I think that'd be the best method because you wouldn't have to make that significant of a change. Um, you know, they already used Engram a good amount in the slot in week two. Which they should. Just because he's listed as a tight end doesn't mean he needs to be, you know, playing the tight end role each and every down. There's a re- He's got the speed, he's got the athleticism, he's got the versatility to play as a slot receiver. And I think the Giants should utilize him in that spot more. Um, if they, if they uh, you know, if they move him to slot and then have Caden Smith or Toy Lolo take more tight end reps... I think they'd have they'd still have to promote someone from the practice squad because right now the Giants only have four listed receivers on the active roster: Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, 
CJ Board as well as Damian Ratley. Um, they need to promote someone from the practice squad uh, for depth purposes, and, and they have four guys in the practice squad they can promote. You know, Derek Dillon is there, Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor, all undrafted rookies, as well as Johnny Holton. Uh, I've always been high on Victor. Uh, I just just because he's he would bring height to this receiver unit. At six foot four, he would bring he would be a good depth option, and at six foot four, he would be an extra option for Daniel Jones at the goal line. You know, the Giants don't have significant height within their receiving corps or their active receiving corps. Benjamin Victor could bring that height. So maybe they promote him. Maybe they promote someone like Austin Mack. Who knows? Um, so they have. They could either increase the reps for C.J. Board. They could either utilize Engram in the slot more and have Caden Smith or Levine Toilolo play tight end more. Or they could contact someone like Corey Coleman, who they cut prior to the regular season. You know, Coleman wouldn't have that difficult of a task getting up to speed with Jason Garrett's playbook, you know, considering he learned it in the recent training camp period. He could be utilized on special teams as well. He returned kicks for the Giants in 2018, so I think that would also be, you know, a decent move. I don't I don't think they've contacted him yet, or at least it hasn't been reported that they've contacted him or reached or, you know, inquired about bringing him back, but that is also an option. But regardless of how they go about this issue, they need someone to help spread the field for Daniel Jones and help fill the void left by Shepard. You know, hopefully just for these three weeks and nothing longer. Um, they they need someone. They need a guy. They need an extra receiver. They only have four receivers on the roster now. Uh, obviously, Engram could be used as one, but they need they need someone. Whether it's you know bringing a guy like Austin Mack or Benjamin Victor up from the practice squad or picking up a free agent for the time being. Uh, but they regard they have options. They have options to replace Shepard. But how do they replace Barkley? Well, that's already been decided, and I'll use that as a means to segue into our next topic. The Giants have acquired free agent running back, former Atlanta Falcon, and two-time Pro Bowler Devontae Freeman. It's a one-year deal that could be worth up to three million dollars. A contract situation in which everybody wins. Everybody wins with this deal. Giants get their replacement for Barkley or temporary temporary replacement for Barkley for cheap while Freeman on the other hand gets an opportunity to at least eventually be a lead back and prove that he still belongs in this league um, you know Freeman can be used in a number of ways within Garrett's offense as well he's a decent pass catching back caught 59 balls for 410 yards and four scores for Atlanta just last year uh, caught 73 and 54 um balls in 2015 and 2016 respectively his two Pro Bowl seasons he could help spread the field for Daniel Jones which I believe is so crucial Daniel Jones needs as many weapons as he can get Uh, he hasn't had his he hasn't had a full slate of offensive weapons really ever in his career I mean Sunday was the first game of his career in which he was able to play with all of Engram Slayton Tate Shepard and Saquon all in the same game healthy took 14 starts for that to happen and that lasted about a quarter with Saquon's injury. So Jones needs the wep- all the weapons he can get. And Freeman, I think, will be a decent weapon uh, for him to utilize and for Jason Garrett to utilize within that offense. As far as the run game is concerned, I still think that's going to depend on the offensive line. Uh, the line improved slightly against Chicago. They were putrid. The, the line was putrid against Pittsburgh in Week 1. Uh, that group improved slightly against Chicago, but still has a long way to go. 
Uh, Will Hernandez, still struggling. Nick Gates is still inexperienced. Andrew Thomas took a bit of a step back against Chicago. So it's the line is improving, improved slightly in Week 2 uh, in comparison to Week 1. But it's still the line's still got a long way to go. And I think the run game is still going to be dependent uh, on that offensive line, on the success of that offensive line. So we'll see how it performs on Sunday. But if it can come together and gel and keep building that chemistry, I think Freeman could have a, have a successful you know, 14 games. You know, that's all that's left. That's what's left of the season. So I think if the line just comes together, Freeman could be a you know decent replacement for Barkley, at least for the time being. I still think the Giants will utilize some of their other backs a good amount as well, though, at least initially. You know, Deion Lewis can also be a decent pass-catching back. He caught four balls for 36 yards against the Bears. He also rushed for a touchdown, the only touchdown the Giants scored in the game. And Elijah Penny will still be utilized as a fullback in short yardage situation. I think that's still going to be a thing. We'll, we'll see what they do with Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman was a healthy scratch against Chicago. Doesn't seem like they have confidence in Gallman like they do with someone like Deion Lewis. Uh, but regardless, I think this move to acquire Freeman is a... Uh, it shows that the Giants aren't giving up, even with an 0-2 start even with their best player out for the rest of the year. Shows that this Giants team, led by Joe Judge, is not going to give up. And Judge even said this week to reporters, they're not waving the white flag. You know, they're not giving up. It's only two losses. They can come back from this, regardless of the fact that Barkley is out for the rest of the year. And I think fans really will appreciate that. I think fans will really appreciate the fact that the Giants aren't giving up just because of everything that's happened in two weeks. Um, I think fans will love that, but they still got to win games. They can't just say they can't just play hard. They got to win the games. This is a results league. This is a, this is a results business. They need to notch victories and do it quickly because, as we've spoken about before, the Giants don't have the easiest schedule in the league whatsoever. They still got to play the Rams. They still got to play the Cowboys and Eagles twice, and Baltimore and. Uh, Cleveland, who's not the greatest team, but still has so much more talent than the Giants do. They still got to play Tom Brady and the Bucks uh, in Seattle. So it's this is a tough schedule. They got to win games and they got to start doing it now. And uh, it all starts this Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers, which I will segue into now. Giants, as I said, obviously entering this game 0-2. San Francisco entering 1-1 one one after a blowout win over the Jets. I would have penciled this in as a loss initially for the Giants. And, was, and, and DraftKings still has San Francisco as four-point favorites. But in my opinion, and I think in the opinions of many others, I think the Giants actually have a chance to win this game, considering how the, 40, how the 49ers are so banged up. I mean, the Giants are banged up, obviously. The 49ers are probably the most banged-up team in the league right now. They likely won't have Jimmy Garoppolo playing or Raheem Mostert. Uh, Tevin Coleman won't play. He'll be out for a few weeks. I believe he's hitting IR with a knee injury. Mostert has, also has an uh, MCL sprain. Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain. George Kittle, super, um, you know, fantastic tight end. Superstar tight I'll say yeah, superstar tight end. Questionable with a knee injury. So he's, uh, he may not play. Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, Solomon Thomas won't play. I think the Giants have a chance. Legitimately. I think the Giants really have a chance just because of how 
banged up the Niners are. Uh, I don't think this Giants offense is that great yet, but they shouldn't have too difficult too difficult of a time, you know, being successful against this Niners defense. They just got to protect Jones, which they haven't done a fantastic job of. They'll just need to get the run game going, which they haven't done a fantastic job of either. I think to maximize the potential of this offense this week, they'll also need to utilize Engram more in the slot, and they'll need to utilize Freeman in the passing game a decent amount and spread the field for Jones. That's what that's what this offense needs to do. That's what Jason Garrett needs to do within this game plan. They got to spread the field for Jones, put an extra blocker in there on passing downs, whether it be Penny also in the backfield or a tight end like Toy Lolo or Smith. Um, I think you know they got to utilize they got to spread the field. Utilize an extra blocker to help protect Jones, and I think they should be successful against this banked-up 49ers defense. On the defensive side of the ball for the Giants, uh, the pass rush needs to be utilized consistently. Look, this pass rush has improved already from last year. They have six sacks in two games. Uh, they just Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, just needs to utilize it consistently on third down specifically. You know they're going to need to be they're going to need to contain the run game. If you can ta- if you can contain the run game against this Niners team right now, that'll force Nick Mullins to throw the ball. And if you can pressure Nick Mullins, he'll make mistakes. You know he's only started eight games up to this point, only eight. What does that mean? He doesn't have the necessary experience to correctly deal with pressure. So if you can contain the run game, force the, force the 49ers to have to convert third and longs and thus pressure Mullins on, the, on those uh, third down plays, mistakes will be made by this 49ers offense. That's it. Just contain. I don't know who they're going to have running the ball. My guess is going to be Jarek McKinnon for the most part. Uh, and if they if they can just contain Jarek McKinnon, force Nick Mullins to throw the ball, force third and longs, Mullins and the 49ers offense will make mistakes. And uh, this, I think this Giants defense will be able to do that. This Giants defense has been good thus far. I know they haven't played. They, they you know they played against the Steelers in Big Ben's first game back, and then they played against the Bears. Trubisky's not all that great, but they're they're playing well thus far. They really are. They're fourth in the league in total yards allowed per game. They're second in pass defense. They're eleventh in scoring. Um, you know this this Giants defense is looking like it could come together this year. And uh, I think they'll uh, be able to handle this 49ers offense, especially considering how many injuries this 49ers offense is dealing with. So all in all, on offense, they're going to need to spread the field, protect Jones, play with some intensity and urgency, please, which they have not done this year at all. And they're going to need to utilize the hurry-up offense. you got to tire this 49ers defense out. You have to take advantage of that. Take advantage of how banged up they are. Take advantage of you know the backups that are playing in place of Nick Bosa and Sherman and Solomon Thomas. They need to take advantage and utilize the hurry-up offense. Play with some urgency. Play with some intensity and tire this defense out. On defense, they got to contain the run game and pressure Mullins. Okay, so if they can do those, if they can utilize those respective game plans on the offensive, and defense, and sides of the ball. I believe the Giants will emerge victoriously in this game. Now, am I endorsing a Giants victory? I did against the Bears. It didn't exactly work out. (laughs) I predicted a 24-20 victory for the Giants. Uh, Obviously, that did not occur. They lost 17-13. 
But I'll endorse a Giants victory again here. I say 20-10 to 10 victory. Jones will have two touchdown passes. He'll bounce back from last game. Jones did not have a touchdown pass against the Bears. His first game in his young career in which he didn't throw a touchdown pass. Um, I'll say he'll have two touchdown passes in this game. One to Engram. I think Engram will have his first of the year. And uh, he'll have another one. To, he'll throw another one to Slayton. I mean, Jones and Slayton are really emerging as one of the top young um, quarterback to receiver connections in this league. Slayton specifically is emerging as one of the top young wide receivers in this league, and I think he'll continue to. Uh, I'll, I think he'll continue that success on Sunday. Um, so one touchdown pass to Slayton, one touchdown pass to Engram. I say defense has another good game. James Bradbury has another great game, and James Bradbury played outstanding against Chicago. I think Blake Martinez will still be able to get it done from the inside linebacker position. And um, like I said, the defense has come together thus far. I don't think they'll have... They haven't had a huge test yet, and I don't think they will have a huge test against this Nick Mullins-led 49ers offense. Now, Nick, no, it's not confirmed Nick Mullins will play in place of Garoppolo, but Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers, said most likely. So I'm going to go off that. I think Mullins will end up playing. Um, and so I think this defense will have a good game against this Niners defense, uh, which is riddled with injuries right now. So, And if this doesn't work out, listen, me predicting a Giants victory doesn't didn't work out last week. So if it doesn't work out this week, then I'm not going to predict a Giants victory again for the rest of the year. I'll just use I'll use reverse psychology. I'll just constantly predict them to lose. Hopefully that will help them win, or at least it's a, it's a, it'll be I guess a superstition on my part. But I'm hoping I don't go oh for my last two uh, predicting whether the Giants win the game. Hopefully, you know, I, I I legitimately think they have a chance to win. Some people think I'm crazy for that. Others, other people think I am not. But when you just look at how banged up this 49ers team is, I think the Giants and Joe Judge will be able to um, take advantage of that. I think Jones has a decent game, bounce back game. I think the defense really comes together. And I think they notch their first victory of the year. Um, after that, after Sunday, they will have the Rams on deck. I believe they're playing in Los Angeles. I could be wrong on that, but regardless of whether they're pl- whether they're playing at home or on the road against the Rams, it, that's not going to be an easy game. Sean McVay is a very yeah. They're playing. They travel out west to play the Rams in that beautiful new stadium. Um, that's that's another. That's another. These new stadiums are crazy. You got which is SoFi Stadium for the Rams and Chargers. Then you have um, Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders. That looked beautiful. I love the torch that they have um, in the far side of the field. So these uh, these new stadiums are they're like spaceships. It's crazy. So the Giants will be playing in SoFi Stadium after this game. Uh, so and that's going to be a tough game. Rams are good. They're very well coached. 49ers are also very well coached. But, you know, with how many injuries the 49ers are dealing with, I think the Giants really need to get a win this Sunday. Um, You know, get the momentum on their side. Start, you know, they got to consistent. They got to win games now, as I said earlier in this episode. That this, the schedule is brutal. Okay, they got to win games now. They should have won. They had to win on Sunday, last Sunday. They didn't. They got to start the winning now. And it's got to be done on a consistent basis. 
you know, with all the tough games they have coming up and for the rest of the year. Um, so, per usual, after the Niners game, I will have a immediate reaction podcast go up on Elite Sports New York and all of our podcast platforms. Uh, and then, you know, again, per usual, we'll have the preview of the upcoming Giants game next week, which will be obviously the Giants versus Rams. I'll have a preview on that next Thursday or Friday. You know, just keep keep moving along. It's already week three. I feel like the, the NFL season, I al- always feel like flies. I mean, flies by. You know, before you know it, it's week four, and that's a quarter of the way done with the season. So it's it's crazy how quickly it goes. But we're moving we're moving along smoothly. Hopefully, the you know as as far as podcast episodes are concerned, hopefully the Giants start winning some games. So I have some good things to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully everyone stays healthy again. So I have some good things to talk about, um, and just for the well being of this team as well. So, but until then. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 36 of the Wide Right Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Uh, subscribe, listen to the podcast on uh, the E-S-N-Y website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, as well as Google Podcasts. And um, once again, thanks for tuning in. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs>